Hello, this is Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio. This week, we're going to have a rebroadcast of one of our earlier classic podcasts. We hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. Episode number 630, Seven Rules for an Elevator Pitch. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI Podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? I am on my way to Cincinnati to do a BNI event and to go to my daughter's wedding. Oh, wow. That's so yeah. great. You must be We're so really excited. excited for her. I bet yeah. you are. <clears throat> So, so today's, yeah, go ahead. So what, what is this podcast about, this elevator pitch? So I used to hate the expression elevator pitch. It just drove me crazy. Uh, but everyone's using it all over the world. So I officially give up and I'm going to go with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the expression developed out of the idea that you're literally in an elevator with only a minute or less to say who you are and what you do. And what would you, what would you say? Uh, and and I want you to keep in mind that your elevator pitch is not a sales pitch. It's got to be creative and succinct. It's got to be a way to share who you are and what you do that'll generate interest in the listener. And this is a little different than the weekly presentation that we do in BNI. The weekly presentation should be laser specific every week. Should be laser specific. And you should talk about a different product or a different service. That is different than an elevator pitch which is going to be more general that tells people who you are and what you do in general terms. If you do basically an elevator pitch every week in BNI, you're wasting your time. Don't do that. Listen to some of the podcasts that I've done about effective weekly presentations and being laser specific. So with that in mind, here are the rules for creating an engaging elevator pitch to just tell somebody you don't know who you are and what you do. First of all, don't do your pitch in an elevator. <laughs> an unsolicited pitch in an elevator is basically face-to-face -face cold calling. I've been a victim of that. Don't be a perpetrator. Unless someone asks you in the elevator what you do, just say good day to them. The elevator pitch is meant to be taken out of the elevator into the right environment. Number two, make it tight. It needs to be short. This is a quick pitch, not reading from war and peace. Your pitch should be more like a work of art than a science project. It should be succinct and expressive. It's something you must practice carefully to be able to present yourself cohesively and professionally. You also need it to be natural. You want to, you know, you want to rehearse, but not sound rehearsed. So you want to avoid sounding staged and canned. Third, keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, silly. There's, or keep it simple, stupid. It's often called. <laughs> Don't try to explain everything. Uh, that you do in a short amount of time that you have. Uh, it'll either be too much information, which breaks rule number two, uh, making it tight, or it'll be too vague to be of any value. By keeping your elevator pitch simple, you have more of a chance to catch the listener's attention and engage them with your creativity and create interest in your product or service. Number four, don't use jargon. 
If at any point someone has to say, what does that mean? You have officially lost them. Push the button for the next floor and exit now. Okay, I know you're not really on an elevator, but you know what I mean. You've lost them. Don't do that. Number five, share, if you can, share your USP, unique selling proposition. I've talked about this in other podcasts. It can serve you well in an elevator pitch. One example of how to craft a pithy USP is to compare a bland general statement such as, I'm a coach and consultant, to saying something like, I help people work less, make more, and create referrals for, for their profession. Something like that is tighter, and it's their USP. It's short, powerful, informative. It's the perfect combination uh, of, uh, for this part of your uh, effective ele elevator pitch. Number six, when crafting your elevator pitch, consider starting out with precisely how your listener will benefit. Now, this is an important one. My friend, Andy Bounds, calls this the afters. Afters, A-F-T-E-R-S, the afters. For your elevator pitch, this could be something as simple as, I help people increase their sales by 33%, improve their closing ratio to 80%, or double the number of new clients they take on per month. That's the afters. Doesn't matter what he does. If you're talking to any business person, they're going to go, wait a minute, how do you do that? Focus on the after of the product or service that you provide. I think Andy's concept of afters is one of the most powerful concepts in doing an, an elevator pitch. I recommend it. And number seven, this is something I have talked about in previous podcasts, pass the eyebrow test. Another good friend of mine, Sam Horn, author of the book, Someday is Not a Day of the Week. I love that book. Someday <laughs> is Not a Day of the Week. And Pop, I've talked about her book, Pop, before. She writes about the eyebrow test. That's where when you give your elevator pitch, you watch the listener's eyebrows. If what you say in your elevator pitch causes the listener's eyebrows to go up, you've got them. They're, they're, they're curious. By doing this, you literally leave the listener wanting more, and that's precisely what you want from the, ele the elevator pitch to, to do. On the other hand, if the listener's eyebrows scrunch down, you've confused them. Find a new pitch, because that one's not working. So... Don't, don't do a pitch in an elevator. Uh, make it tight. Uh, keep it simple. Don't use jargon. Share your USP. Focus on the afters from Andy Bounds. And when you test things out, test, test them out and look for the eyebrow test. Look to see if people's eyes go, their eyebrows go up or their eyebrows go down. Keeping these seven rules in mind will uh, help you create an elevator pitch that'll set you aside from the crowd. So it's time to press open the door, step on out, and try out your pitch to people that you meet. I think they're particularly great at events like a chamber function where you don't know people and you want to, in general terms, say who you are and what you do. And remember, the elevator pitch is not the same as a weekly presentation. The weekly presentation needs to be laser specific and should talk about one product or one service of what you do. 
Maybe you use your elevator pitch in BNI on a visitor's day, so it's a little more general. But doing an elevator pitch week in and week out, where it's, you know, in general terms, what you do is not what you want to do in a BNI meeting. These are different. The elevator pitch is different from your weekly presentation. That's all I've got for today, Priscilla, unless you want to add anything. Oh, no, I think you've covered it. I think it's great. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Meisner. This podcast has a new sponsor. Go check out the great content available at www.ivansinnercircle.com, where Ivan has assembled a wide array of topics, and you're invited to participate. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. <laughs> <laughs>